We begin with an introduction of this new section, Igeres HaTshuva, the letter, the epistle about repentance. It's a small book, and it doesn't, um, it doesn't address every single issue about Shuva. It is fu- fundamentally about addressing the theme. What is Shuva? Not necessarily how to do it or why to do it, but what it is. First, it's a bit technical. What are the different methods of tshuva, fasting, etc., charity, and how that connects to the foundation of what tshuva is. And then we move on to the spiritual, Kabbalistic theme of what tshuva is. And it's spread out over 12 chapters. The first three chapters are mainly the technical, the final nine chapters are the, the spiritual. And as we'll see, one leads into the other quite seamlessly. So he begins Tanya, the same word as the original section of Tanya. What does Tanya mean? Tanya means we've learnt in a Brisa. Brisa is an ancient text from the same era as the Mishnah, and often the Talmud will quote a Brisa and it uses the word Tanya, to say we've learnt this in the Brisa. So we learnt at the end of the tractate of Yuma, which is the tractate about Yom Kippur, the time of repentance. It says that there are three categories of repentance. Category number one. If a person violates a positive commandment, for example, they don't say the Shema on time, in the morning or in the evening, we're told that they are granted kapara, atonement, as soon as they do tshuva. In this case, the definition of tshuva is feeling and expressing regret for the sin, resolving never to do it again. Two, if a person violates a negative commandment, eats non-kosher food, for example, and does tshuva, their tshuva, we're told in the Talmud, is tentative, and atonement is only achieved on Yom Kippur. This means that tshuva alone does not bring complete forgiveness. It only guarantees that one will not incur punishment until the arrival of Yom Kippur. From fasting on Yom Kippur, one is completely cleansed and forgiven. Number three, says the Talmud, if a person violates a commandment where the consequence is kares, which is spiritual cutting off, or death by a rabbinical court, tshuva and Yom Kippur prevent punishment, and the spiritual damage they caused is cleansed through suffering imposed by Hashem. This doesn't necessarily mean severe suffering, God forbid. The Talmud says that even small annoyances like reaching into your pocket for one type of coin and pulling out another also serve to cleanse your soul. This is what the Talmud says. Says the Tanya, the violation of a positive commandment, which was the first of the three categories, in some regards is more severe than violating a, nev- a negative commandment, even though it is more lenient in regards to punishment and atonement. Because even if one is careful to fulfill the positive commandment, for example, saying Shema going forward, the light that could have been brought into the world through the positive commandment that was neglected can never be recovered. So if you did a avera, you did a sin, a prohibition, and you made kind of a hole in the ozone layer, you brought negative energy, you could always remove it. But the positive mitzvah that we missed, the day that we didn't put on tefillin, etc., 
there was an opportunity for holiness to enter our world, and it didn't. And says the Tanya in many ways that's much more tragic, even though it's easier to do tshuva and save yourself from punishment, it's much more tragic than going against a prohibition. Says the Tanya, so therefore somebody should not infer any leniency in the positive commandment from this brisa which states that one is immediately forgiven after having transgressed a positive commandment, because it's not so simple. Particularly, one ought not to infer any leniency in Torah study. On the contrary, our sages say that Hashem had in certain instances glossed over even idolatry, incest, and murder. Though they are capital punishment and excision level, but did not excuse the neglect of Torah study. So this is important to remember that the mitzvahs that we do, the positive ones, learning Torah, putting on tefillin, lighting Shabbos candles, saying Shema, etc. Each time we do it, we're bringing light into this world.